0: Be a part of the Fredericton Freeze Women's Basketball Team's $100 from 100 fundraising campaign. The Maritime Women's Basketball League team is seeking $100 from 100 businesses for their 2024 operating expenses. Email
1: MWBA at outlook.com or frederictonfreeze.ca for details.
2: And welcome to Late Scratches episode five. We are recording this on Wednesday, October fourth, twenty twenty-three. I'm Bill Gibson, joined once again by co-host Brad James. Brad, we might have told a little bit of a fib to our listeners last Uh-oh. week. We said we were going to have a pure hockey guest on this That's week, That's right? Uh, but that. straight out of the uh, Henry Park Ball Hockey League, I think. Here, I'll let you do <laughs> exactly. the introduction of our de- our very sure. well. He
1: was very popular uh, guest on episode two. Maybe it was uh, Bill Huntsback and. Uh, he, he wouldn't leave your place. That was the problem. That's why he's here. It was like three weeks ago. I was like, Hunchy, you got to go. But uh, uh, And I also noticed he got a nice new haircut. And I said, dude, we're not on video. But uh, I can tell everybody out there, he's got a great haircut. So uh, the, the synopsis for this week was just to talk. It's been a crazy uh, seven days and, and lead into more crazy days. So uh, we thought we'd lighten the load. And, and Mr. Hunt, uh, certainly familiar with the neighborhood uh, and everything that's going on. And it's pretty much going to be all local con. Content.
2: Yeah, and we we genuinely did try to line up a hockey guest, uh, but uh, as uh, as we looked at our schedules, my schedule and your schedule, and the schedules of some of the hockey guests, we reached out to, they just didn't fit. Um, so yeah, that's why that's why we're here as we are. I'm sure we'll catch up to those. Yeah, it's going to happen. Soon. Long uh, season, lots yeah. of time. Uh, there's tons tons of time, and of course we are thrilled to have uh, have Bill Hunt back. Uh, certainly very popular uh, in episode two, and uh, always lots to add here to to the local flavor, uh, of what we're going to talk about. So, uh, Brad Tyler slept last week, certainly lots of great feedback there and, and lots of things to ponder. I've st- things I'm still thinking about, uh, from Tyler's, um, comments last week for sure.
1: Well, seeing his video with his son and his dad in Buffalo, he had, he'd, Told us he was going to Buffalo to see the Bills and just. Bring Talk him to there. Joyce
0: today,
2: I don't think she was a big fan
0: of the little guy going to the tailgate he had seen party. Seen
1: that the tailgate party at eight a.m. on Sunday, but that's all right. He's going to grow up and go by there, go by there himself, you know. There will be um, some things you can't unsee. Though, <laughs> yeah, at party, the absolutely. So. Yeah, so no, it was, uh but a lot of the, you know the talk, especially about uh, minor basketball and uh, and the officiating and and Tyler's going to officiate this year and uh, he's putting his money where his mouth is. You know, I thought it was amazing. a great
0: line. If you want to get
1: screamed at by an eleven-year-old's dad, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> take, take up a, refereeing. The <laughs> get at her. Yeah. That was indeed uh, an interesting one. I might actually find out a schedule so I can go and get some chirps in and get my Yeah, could, my absolutely. get your nickels worth. That
2: could be fun. Uh, Tyler's episode took us over, well over 500 downloads now in total. Nice. Um, we've hit every Canadian province except Manitoba, so I'm not sure what... What the holdout is in Manitoba? Mm-hmm. We must we must know somebody. In yeah, it, I'll
1: give Rick bonus know a show in out. Manitoba. Yeah, Rick yeah. bonus, uh, is, you know, I'll give him a shout and say, "There you go." Bons, listen yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah. And, and I also picked up uh, one from Massachusetts last week, but I think that was you, Brad.
1: Oh, it probably was. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> may have been. I didn't
2: realize the demographics were that uh, traceable. Precise. Yeah, to, yeah very, uh, very traceable. Okay, uh, right down to the province. Uh, as I say, we do have that that one that one Nigerian prince who's right. only listened <laughs> to one episode, but there, well, there's one listener from there. I will well, say, yeah.
1: in all the years and all the travel and all the arenas and uh, stadiums that I've been in, I discovered a field-level pub at Fenway Park under the Green Monster. Wow. Had no idea. And anybody that's out there listening that's been to Fenway has been there. Uh, it, it's an amazing experience. You're at field level, so there's batting practice going on. Guys are stretching, warming up. Uh, pitchers. How are long has that tossing. pub been there? I. You know what? I, I have no idea. So if again, It must uh, have been
0: one of the... Innovations they put in when they remodel. Oh, I'm sure
1: it that. had to be an equipment facility or yeah. lawnmower facility. Who John knows? Henry, so. ladies and gentlemen? But when you get there, you you know you have your sprite. And, you know, everything's going on. And then by the time the National Anthem rolls around, they bring the garage door down. So you can't actually watch the game there. Yeah. You, you can stay in there and have a, ta- a diet tab, but you can't watch the game for obvious reasons. You mean you yeah. can run a tab? <laughs> yeah, you can run a tab. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, it was just this, uh, I mean, Fenway has so many quirks and quirks anyway. And I've never been, a, you know, know it's, and it's, somebody uh,
0: told me a long time ago, you're not a sports writer until you've been to Fenway Park, right. and I feel guilty that I have never made that journey. But uh, well, one of these days I will. It'll yeah. be on my bucket list. Uh, and
1: and I, I'm a
2: Red Sox fan. I've been to Fenway, but not for a game. I've I been, I've, been, I've okay. been in it. It was March. They were working on the on the facility quite a number of years ago. So I've never oh. been to an event at Fenway as a Red. I did Sox that
0: fan to so. Camden Camden Yards in Baltimore. Right. Uh great facility. It had just been opened, and this is when we the were, band- band- with were the the AHL club. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay. And uh, I uh, zipped over to uh, to Camden Yards one February morning.
1: <laughs> well, it was uh, the last time I've, I've been fortunate enough to be at Fenway twice in the last month. And I was with my wife back in August. And uh, my late father-in-law was a massive Red Sox fan, as the most American, many New Brunswickers are, I guess. And his favorite player was Louis Tion. Just love Louis okay. Tion. I think anybody of a certain age that watch baseball, you practice louis teat's move yeah the spin move yeah anyway who has his own sausage booth outside of fenway Louis Thion. Oh, really? So he's sitting there uh signing autographs, and my wife saw him. She said, I have to get a picture. And my wife is very quiet. She's not going to do that, but she went up to him and said, My dad was a huge fan of wow. yours and got a picture. So it's like a really neat thing to see an actual, you know, Red Sox legend out sauce. And was- how was he? He was awesome. He for- just he looks uh I don't know how old Louis Tion would be, but he looks like he could just, you know, throw in an old timers game for sure type yeah. thing, right? And yeah. just accommodating and uh, welcoming the crowd, had the trademark cigar going about you know, foot and a half uh, long cigar and puffing away on that and just yeah. greeting the well, denizens. The, that's was the awesome. thing.
0: I was, out of, I was out of season for my visit to Camden Yards, but, uh, you know, Boog Powell, yeah. I think, still runs Has the Boog Burgers camp. there. And mm-hmm. you could see the concourse and how he would be set up and what a game day experience that would be.
1: You know, um, It's not the concrete jungles of the 70s. No, you know, most that's of these the thing. Most of
0: those ballparks are so yeah. antiseptic. And mm-hmm. I think even Rogers Center to that degree, like they're remodeling it again for 23, 24 and stuff. But I mean, I think that was the last of the, you know, the concrete, no
1: real feel to it. To and the, the only abilities. real problem with that facility is the Jays play out of it. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> I saying, not. not for much longer. There you go. Uh, that,
2: that is a phenomenal area in Baltimore, what they've done around yeah. that stadium and how that's revitalized that neighborhood and, and the plan that they practically gave away those row houses for, you know, very, very cheap. I want to say it was only just a few dollars, literally a few dollars with a promise to anyone that would renovate them and live there. Um, that's revitalized all that area around well, the stadium. Well, you know when what? When
0: I was there, and this again was written in
2: 1999,
0: I think I don't even remember the bandits, but... You leave the hotel. You go three blocks one way, and you're at the Inner Harbor, and it's beautiful. And da 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 You go three blocks the other way, and it gets very scary very fast. It, it, so
2: it, yes, you got to go three blocks in the right direction. <laughs> did, did you make sure you paid attention? Did you tour the uh, ships that were in the harbor, including the submarine? No, I did not. Gibby I,
1: is a huge ship connoisseur. I found this out this time.
2: Yeah, I, I I enjoy I enjoyed looking at boats. I did the tour. I made the mistake of touring. The uh, World War II submarine. Okay. I've never been so beat up in my entire life trying <laughs> to walk around anything yeah. as to try to get through that submarine. I was hitting my head. I was hitting I was my say, elbows. There's still some bruises I on was the hitting, line I was there, and my I, knees. To... I thought I was going to be bleeding when I come out of there. It was. It was interesting, but they, they do not make uh, World War II yeah. submarines for someone of my size. Let's interesting, say but painful. There you yes. go. Oh,
1: okay. I don't even know how we get started talking about this, but yeah. uh, of course we're off and rolling.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we'll move on from that Brad, you had a pretty wild Red Wings game this week I,
1: I've i called, I don't know how many games I've covered, I don't know how many games And that was as wild a hockey game 12-9, 12-9. Uh, the, Thompson with the late field goal Right, uh, I mean <laughs> it, it was ironic because Summerside came in uh, 32 goals in in 4 games and the Wings had scored 10 goals on Friday night on the road, so I said off the top it's NFL Sunday, this could be an NFL game yep. 22 seconds in, the two Peltier scores make a one nothing, and it was just off to the races, Wings had 3 3 goal leads, blew them all, actually trailed 8-7, uh, their captain Cam Thompson was frustrated I've been there, I understand why he did it, it takes 10 minute misconduct uh, and you're like, "That's it, o- that's it. And the wings rally, and uh, yeah, twelve nine.
0: I followed the summary on the MHL site, which is a very good site. Uh, that second period must have been just it was crazy. Wild. How it many was, goals?, uh,
1: thirteen goals in the second. Wow. And it, I've it, never you know, heard of that many goals <laughs> that many. It just, in a 20-minute period. It, it got to the point where any team that got over center, you were kind of anticipating you were going to have to get set for a goal call. Just uh, now, I, I thought going. the
2: Henry Park Ball Hockey League was a pretty <laughs> high-scoring affair, but no. Yeah, that's a high-scoring affair. And I think this
1: if you look around the MHL, it's uh, – uh, you know the offense is ahead of the defense at this time, just yeah. like uh, hitting's ahead of pitching in the spring. Um, so I'm sure the teams will settle down. I I think as a coach and having coached at you know at a senior AAA level in a game like that, you just say whatever like we got the two points like throw it away and then exactly try to clamp things down a bit but yeah they have to tighten up was goaltending an issue no i felt you know what i felt bad for both goaltenders I, i truly did it was just like goals were going in like from behind the net uh off you know glancing off uh players skating in front just one of those frenetic pace games where Nothing seemed to be uh, just a clear-cut shot. Everything was through traffic. Yeah, or, I saw
0: you know, the summary, like, and I thought, are these goalies playing with blindfolds? Are they playing without <laughs> goalies, or no. what's the deal? But 12 just
1: one of those. If you're on the right end of, of one of, of those. That's okay. Yeah, that's, and that's what I was saying. I'm sure Colin McAllister just had throw it away. Like yeah. you know, Billy McGuigan, a longtime coach at Summerside, I'm sure he was like, oh, he'd be I don't think I've ever gasper. given up 12 goals. That would have been one <laughs> miserable bus ride back to Summerside. But the Wings, are uh, they're back home uh, on Saturday, so. Yeah, so so 10
2: goals and 12 goals over the last two games for them. And I know offense is ahead, as you said. Can we expect them to score five, six goals a game this year?
1: You know what, there's some... Uh, I'm really impressed with Sam McFarlane, local kid. just that yeah. second-year player. I mean, they have their Sarazins, uh, Thompsons, and, and, the, and players that should lead. Uh, Pelletier is another one. Melikov uh, remains out. McFarlane, I think, has been very good. Alex Rude, huge kid that they brought in in a trade. Uh, played at Yarmouth. Uh, I'm very impressed with Zach Bishop. Uh, well, I was center. checking the
0: stats, and their, their leading scorers have eight points. Three yeah, that's the thing. It, it's So it must be up and down the line. Up, obviously. Absolutely.
1: A lot of guys are... Are pitching in, and, and uh, you know, Bishop, I admire the way he plays because he p- kills penalties, takes big face offs, yep. and just shows up every night. And there's, there's a cast of them, and I think they do have to tighten up their blue line. And I'm sure uh, I'm not saying anything that's you know, when you give up five goals on a Friday and then nine on a Sunday, well, I went through the roster
0: up. nine rookies, five of a the lot long rookies. Deep. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So well, that's going to take some time, absolutely. You know,
1: it's the toughest position to learn, and yeah. even you know, Zach was a kid's first year, so it's a, it's a lot different than under 18 shooters,
0: yeah. But I mean, that's the thing. You figure twenty-seven goals in four games. Somebody's <laughs> somebody's got eight, or that's not. Right. But yeah. uh, no, you know, two guys out. have three, and they, they have two guys with eight points. Yeah. Uh, those are their leaders. Yeah. So, you know, I I keep saying like I retired last year, and I wanted to stay out of the rinks purposely, uh, the rinks and the fields and all that sort of stuff because I was afraid I'd get sucked back in. Uh, This year, I'm going to get back in. There you go. (laughs) Well, you've been here twice. So I think think
2: if you're ever out of the local sports scene, and you never were, I think you're sort of getting sucked back in a little bit. Yeah.
0: Although I have missed Royals Field. um, I haven't been up there other than throwing out the opening pitch. uh, And what? We got Thursday night
2: there. Um, Yeah. uh, Thursday night there. uh, Eight o'clock start. So a little later start. So bring a blanket. Yeah. Bring a blanket. It'll be game four. Um, I don't think I'm there for that one. I don't think I'm I'm needed as a as a fill in
1: um, there for that. Doing uh, your 16 different roles, but
2: I, I will say, and you know, credit where credit is due. I've seen more work on Royals Field. Over I was going to say,
1: did they address um, your Royals Field
0: uh, rant over at the all?
2: last uh, while? I, I didn't hear any negative feedback on that at all. No one said you're wrong. No one said that i've had a couple of people say yeah you're pretty close i was going to say uh, did anybody like above the yeah. day say thanks uh, for bringing that to my attention um, didn't have anybody official official say anything like that more users uh, followed up on that Okay, um, but uh, yeah it was uh, uh, really good uh, to see some of the things you know, addressed that have been outstanding up there, and you know, credit to the folks that are doing it. I'm sure it's got nothing to do with anything that that I said, uh, but uh, is it just uh, that
0: there's less use, or do you think we need another senior diamond
2: in the city? Well I, I think we need to thin out the number of games on Royals field. What that means, I don't know. <clears throat> it may mean we need to put lights on one of the existing senior diamonds, so additional folks can play there. Yeah. Uh, what I think draws a lot of teams to Royals Field are the amenities that don't exist on the other diamonds. That's my view. Yeah. Um, I know when I, as I said before, when I go out and drive around the city and some nights that I know there are games going on at Royals Field, there's absolutely nothing at Fisher Field, which it's a fine field. It's just not Royals Field, right, yeah. in terms of the amenities and, and all of that. So uh, that's just my take. I mean, I'm sure the folks that are dealing with it every day have their own their own views and their own reasons why you know Royals Field is as busy as it is, but it's pretty obvious that the field looks a lot better now that there's you know less games yep. on it in a week.
1: And what's interesting, uh, the Royals are in the uh, in the Championship Series as well. And you were saying after Game Two the other night, you saw people at the yard that you haven't seen in ages, and it was like a, a great uh, you know a lot of chirping, a lot of uh, real. Yeah railbirds. there
2: there there was chirping from the stands for sure I know there was a couple of voices that were very prominent that were getting <laughs> on the, and if you watch the the Islanders uh, live feed through Facebook um I'm sure you heard the heard the chirping there um and even the fence there were there were uh, you know railbirds on the fence um, Did
0: Charlottetown bring any any kind of a fan faction on?
2: um I'd say ten, fifteen. Oh, okay. I mean, I think they allowed people on the bus a few that that came over. Yeah, um, so it's pretty. It's a pretty tough trip unless you're, you know, you get time off work to to make that work. Um, you know, just driving back and forth, you're the better part of eight hours. And then you get another yeah. three hours at the ballpark, so you're an eleven hour um, commitment. It's commitment, pr- pretty much. Uh, that's having that's, said that, super
0: fan Nora Valentino went over to Charlottetown for Game One, didn't make Game Two. Uh, has a perfect bowling record on the line. I did a, the only thing is I did a story with Nora a couple of years or a couple of weeks ago for the Stu uh, website, which will show up whenever they get around to posting
1: it. That's but, right. You're doing uh, some work for uh, Stu Athletics.
0: Yeah, just a little bit, just yeah. to kind of you know, uh, just team previews and interesting stories and stuff like that. And as you know, everybody's got a story, so
2: I get a chance to write them down. So yeah. Um, speaking of Stu Athletics, do we want to talk about Stu Athletics a little bit?
1: Absolutely. Like we we'll talk about anything, yeah. I know as yeah. as as we speak at the downtown Marysville studio here tonight, uh, athletic director is yet to be named to replace Mike Eagles. A lot of speculation uh, who it is. It's days like this. I wish I was back in the trade. No kidding. Yeah. Uh, you know to get the nose in there, and and somebody's going to talk, but uh, it's pretty well kept secret. Um, we are well into the season, uh, and it's going to get even crazier and when you know what? Happens. Nobody's
0: talking. Because even in my status as a former reporter, I say, well, <laughs> I, don't get I can't there. write it down. I'm not, you know, there's nowhere for me to put it. Yep. Who's it going to be? Nobody wants and to And nobody has said a word. Yeah, I mean, we've all heard the names. Right. And it wouldn't be fair to mention the names. No, that's right. Absolutely. Now, uh, and I understand that uh, it'll be filled probably... I think there's an offer going out to somebody uh, next week or later this week, and they hope to have an announcement in the, you know, in the foreseeable future in the next week or two.
2: Yeah, I heard the offer was this week, but yeah, that's, yeah and that's the could thing. Be, and I you hear a lot. You hear a lot of things, yeah. and what's what's really true there. But let's talk about the role a little bit. What what do you guys think is the key in well, that role? I mean, some of the names we've heard. They're all over the map in terms of skill sets. I, I think strength, money. right? Like uh, I, money what, is, what does it need?
1: It's always going to be about money. Whoever gets that position is going to have to be a pretty good fundraiser and go find the people. Uh, whether it's alum, uh, what it is, I've always said. I, I don't think I'm on an island when I say this. Stu needs its own gymnasium. Big I love. I love. Time. Yeah, I yep. love uh, the LB gym. I think it's character riddled. Um, everything about it, but, you know, you keep hearing every year, well, it's it for this, it's it, this is the final year, and and as a coach uh, of a court sport, volleyball or basketball, it has to be difficult to recruit um, because of the amenities, yeah. uh, there's not a lot of amenities there, you have time to use the washroom, you have to leave breadcrumbs to find your way back, right. but I think, um, you know, I don't know, certainly don't know the acreage uh, at the O'Keefe Centre in terms of that was originally, I believe, and uh, what the intention was to make it the court sport, uh, home and to have your uh, gym smack dab in the middle of your campus would be a massive uh, boost, I think, for athletics at, at St. Thomas. And uh, anybody out there can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that would be well, apparently a huge they boost.
0: own some housing or some property on Windsor Street that would be a projected home for a new facility if they ever get one. But you know how slowly things move, a at the city level here, mm-hmm. b at the university level anywhere. You know, uh, my my late friend Mike Mike Power said you had to get a triple requisition to get a pencil at UNB. There you go. (laughs) And uh, I assume that it moves the same speed at any other university.
1: And we're not in this economic climate where somebody that's going to come in and say here's the checkbook nope. or here's the e-transfer, you know, get the steel out there. There's a lot of planning that has to go into a pre-scouting to a facility. But I think that's a big thing. But I mean, in the, in, the, in the meantime, it is about keeping athletics going. I'm sure there are a lot of uh, Stu hockey players, uh, alum that would love to see men back on, on board. But you, you deal with what you have now and Stu does offer, um, you know, John Hickey's team is right there. Uh, Fred Conner's had a run. The volleyball's been around soccer, hosting nationals next year. Um, just things like that. It's could a, they you not have to,
0: work out some kind of a deal to share the Curry Center? I'll tell you what. With, whatever. Uh, I mean, your freezer in there your next freeze year. freeze are in there,
1: but it's, it's where we squeezed in, right? And, and thanks to UNB for that with Frederick and Freeze playing out of there uh, next season. But that gym is hopping all the time. It's, yeah. it's, it's the performance center. It's the two uh, rec courts. They're going, and you have to have a certain amount of time for recreation sports um, on the, especially on the uh, two facilities below. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's a very difficult thing to say, okay, cause you have to, you have to think practices for four teams, right? It's volleyball and it's basketball. Yeah. So to try to carve out time there, it's not easy. So, uh, I, I'm sure many people, uh, would wave a magic wand that, you know, the wear the green and gold and say new facility.
0: Yeah. Well, and I wonder about the city's commitment, you know, they're, up to their wrists in the, in the Performing Arts Center that's going to break ground here shortly and the costs go up Please up don't up. get Gibby
1: fired up on that one. Well, I think their wrists are in a certain kind of my anatomy when it comes to funding that place. <laughs> <laughs> I'll turn the mic over to you in a minute. Yeah, that's right. But, yeah. uh,
0: but, you know, you wonder about their appetite for True. participating in a new facility. You know, uh, the exhibition ground seems to be ripe for... Garden Some homes. kind of facility, but but yeah, but I mean, there's no doubt that there there would be enough activity.
1: I, I think I think to we're all leading. Facility. I think we're all leading to a, a conversation in the city of Reddington where uh, it would be a separate show. The need for facilities and not necessarily arenas. Yeah. I, and I, I don't know the the hockey the demand for ice as much as I used to, but um, certainly uh, court sports. And Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's, Absolutely.
2: Uh, and, and there is. There is a recreation study. It's either right, this yeah. year or next year. It's on right. the books from city council. Yeah. I'm, well, I mean, I'm aware of that happening. You know, that's great. We'd like to have it,
0: Tyler Slip sitting right here right, right now yeah, to yeah.
2: tell you the need yeah. for it. But, yeah, it's, I mean, we're all smart enough people. We know what it's like to try to book a gym. We've all been in a lot of gyms and a lot of facilities. And we see how busy they are okay. that you could build one tomorrow and it'd be full of the Tommies or something else. So. So the question I have is, should the Tommies build one with the city? You've said it should be their own on, on campus, right? I and think I,
1: you'd probably, you're probably looking at three levels of government plus the university. Yeah, you it's, would it's, need that. You know, because you know, we're not... It's and not, like I
0: say, I don't know if there's enough real estate hmm. strictly on campus right. to accommodate a, a stew facility that it's, would be as nice as it should be. Because you know what? I, I have the same thoughts on... Uh, you know, the Playhouse or the Performing Arts Center or whatever. These are generational facilities. They're going to last you 50 years. Build them right. They're not going to get any cheaper. It's not going to be cheaper tomorrow than it is today. Hmm. So, you know, find the money and get it built. That's my...
1: I think uh, recreation, uh, long-term athletic development, everything—it has to be around keeping people playing in some way, shape, absolutely. or form. And if you get absolutely, shut out, so the uh, old
0: sixty-year-old Swede and thirty-year-old or thirty-year-old <laughs> Swede and sixty-year-old Canadian, or whatever, however that well,
1: was. I remember it. that participation yeah. or
2: something. Yeah, but. exactly. So, Billy, really? yeah, do yes. you have
0: any thoughts on the playhouse or the performance? <laughs> no,
2: I'm, I'm just—I'm going to keep the powder, powder dry on that one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think i have think, yeah. think I've said my piece yeah. there. But whoever do, did that <laughs> initial cost estimate, uh, I think needs to. Go back to to basic (laughs) math to have something go up forty percent on the eve of the final approval to me it's it's just it's not acceptable in whether it's a performing arts center or or whether it's you know a sewer project or anything else higher than as a as a taxpayer um, we could I'd be saying the same thing if it were a gym yeah be be transparent with what it is and when you're seeking that seek it in the right way
1: and whoever gets the stew ad job uh, I look forward to having him or her on and. and having a good conversation about yeah. it. I think it's a fascinating job, and um, it'll be interesting to see who gets it. What do
0: you think is the big strength the Stu AD needs to address? You said funding? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Okay. I,
1: it, it's not cheap to operate a team. No, it's... Uh, it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if it's cross-country. doesn't matter if it's soccer. Everything costs money from uh, travel, which is outrageous, uh, hotel, if you're doing any overnighters, buses, uh, everything just costs money and it's it's what it always comes down to doesn't it yeah and i think that's one of the big things your, your your plans are in place your teams are playing ac or and and U sport uh depending on the sport uh so that's in place but it's just making sure that they're financially viable to continue. And I just think you would get and listen. They they play out of the pit and Stu and like in rivalry games against Mount Allison or Mount Saint Vincent comes in, especially for playoffs and things like that. They get great crowds. Yeah. Uh, but I just think you want that own place. I think it's easier as a recruiter if you're a coach. I think it's easier to say this is our barn, this is your dressing room, yeah, this just- is your training room, and you're right there. You're not going down the hill. You know you know, wherever you're going, uh, everything's right here. And I just think it's an easier recruiting to Yeah. Do.
2: You see your own color on the floor as Absolutely. opposed, yep. opposed yep. to red. Yep. With that UNA, matters. UNA yep. colors. It does matter. I think yep. it makes a difference. I mean, they've they've done great uh, recruiting and, and going great guns. I think the other aspect of the role, and Brad, you and I have talked about this a little bit outside of funding facility, which are sort of, in my mind, one in the same. They're different, but they're one in the same. Um, it's really involvement um and involvement i know you and i get asked all the time is can you help with this and can you help with that right. and um yeah, yeah we're, we're happy to help but uh it seems so many times so many teams whether it be Stu or what else, name the team in the city that they're just crying for people to help them out in in whatever way and, and i think that's an important part of the A D role too, is to try to get people excited to be involved with the programs in whatever way they can be involved, whether it's, you know, as a fan or whether it's helping out at a scores table or doing some other role that is needed. Um, That's been a theme that I've heard, particularly this fall, has really been a focus of, and I know you've talked to other folks as well, uh, of just not enough people to do all the things that need done to help yeah. keep these programs going.
1: Well, yeah. just at the Red Wings game Sunday, Bev Adams, who I have a lot of time for, Bev does everything. She is the general. Uh, players, she, oh she, yeah, she, is yeah. she ever. But she's out doing the between period shootouts and I, when I met her this week uh, on another matter, she said, it, we can't get anybody and yeah. it's it's not only the Red Wings, it's, uh, I'm sure UNB has a veteran table for its court sports and and uh, Scott Campbell and his crew and all them you know at the rink uh, and all that but it's, as a 19, 20, 21, 22 year old, it's a great chance not only to Kind of get involved in the sports side, but meet people that can open doors for you Absolutely. down the road. If you're working and you, you know, you meet Bill Hunter, you you run into somebody else that knows somebody that's looking for a job, and then and your foot's in the door, that type of thing. So it's all about involvement, but a lot of it is time, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, we can and solve you know the what? world's problems. Yeah. Here.
0: Exactly. You know what?
2: And you sound old, but say kids
0: and their video games. <laughs> you know. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Well, that's a lot of it. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah, I, yeah. I know the things that I'm involved in. I, I look at it and think a lot of the volunteers and people that are involved are people of my generation right. and have been involved for a number of years and i think when people of my age move on to do something else who's, next? who's the who's next that's yeah. going to step in here and there just doesn't seem to be a lot of people with that interest and it's got to be concerning for these these teams and programs when they've got these things that need done and there used to be people putting their hand up to do them and now it's a lot tougher yeah
1: yeah. I think if you ever. A lot ever, more if you, work for a lot less people. If you so. had an organizing uh, niche, you could start a pool of people, and, you know, because a lot of them are paid and you run it and get, you know, take a percentage. It'd almost be like a small business. Make sure that the Stew Games look after you and whatever it is. Um, you know, it's out there at the man, And it's not just the university sports. You're getting
2: you know, another idea, and I'm not sure no, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 trust me.
1: It, it's high school. Like, you know, how many times just because. You know, I, I could be at Riverview High and get pulled out of the stands. The next thing you know, you're at the Riverview Invitational doing the starting lineup for Matthew Maltin. Well, I'll uh, ask Cole you guys,
0: how many volunteers does it take to pull off uh, a freeze game, for instance?
1: Well, I have, I'm incredibly fortunate to have Bill and Ashley Shannon as my... Uh, major goers and I, and I have to throw my wife Shelly in there as well because yeah. she does That's three but you need three, people for the table uh, Four on the table um, yeah. there's, there's eight There's eight uh, We have a dedicated crew from Aurora Productions of course but that's their own business They brought they, yeah. they televise or sorry live stream and so there's usually two camera operators and a technician and Bill does the play-by-play as well so Bill shows up with me and he's always worried about signs being put up and everything but then he settles in and puts the headphones on and calls the game yeah. so yeah so there's eight right there for a two for hour a game, game day production. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And that's everything from setting up chairs to signage to setting up tables, apparel. Yeah.
0: All that stuff. And you need people to
2: on the door. Yeah. All, all that that's
1: stuff. why I enjoy yeah. road games. You just go, you show <laughs> yeah. up.
2: And, uh, you know, that's a, that's a small number. I think about with the Royals, there's probably two on the door, another doing another one or two doing 50, 50, know three or four of us in the booth uh, on games and i'm there so it's easily you know if you get eight you're probably getting by but for most of these things and then when you're talking at at the at the red wings level or the tommy's level it's got to be 10 12 well, yeah. and and probably Easy. more and probably more. And, the and of course and, a number of those interest. are there's
1: a stipend with a number of those right. roles sure you know what I miss? Totally getting off things off topic. Miss the red light. I, I I called the Stu Women's game a couple of weeks ago, and they have the red light operators, but the MHL doesn't have it. Yeah, yeah. And it just seems like such a void did not when the red light went on in the Stu Women's hockey game. I was like,
2: oh my yeah. god, I haven't seen a red yeah. light
1: up here in five years, and saw twenty one of them the other day, but the, <laughs> the red light didn't go. But uh, yeah, just things like that. Kind you of you
2: know is. I've called some of those games and been to some of those other games. And I hadn't noticed. had noticed? No, there yeah. was no red light. Yeah. On, I mean, totally as like, if I need something totally else to worry sense. about. Yeah. I yeah. saw the Stew women's
0: uh, hockey game against Bishops on Saturday. And they work hard. They're young. They are young. Um, they think they'll be better. They need to generate more offense, of course. They had, I think, 42 goals in 28 games last year, and that's not enough, obviously. Um, but I think they'll be okay. Uh, I was scanning the AUS website today, and the coaches poll has UNB at number one, and uh, got to be Saint of X at number two. Saint of yes. X two,
1: pretty tight. Yeah, in terms yeah. of coaching poll, but
0: Stu at seven. I hope it's better than seven.
1: Because right, uh, top six teams make the playoffs.
0: Yeah, that's so. right. And their goal is, Stu's goal is to get back to the playoffs this year.
1: And on the men's side, I was a little, well, not surprised that UMB was number one. Uh, but I was, and Stu, or sorry, St. Mary's second, but I was surprised to see Moncton at third. Yeah. Uh, and Moncton's in uh, this week for a US play as well. So, uh, you know, Les Aigles Bleus back.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I hope so. You know uh, what? I love absolutely. that rivalry at its peak. I And it may be, uh, you know, I tell a story from playoffs of whatever year it was, and it's inappropriate now, but the Aiken Center was just plugged, and I still remember the visual of a guy who had a stuffed frog on
1: the, oh the hockey stick boy. Yeah. swinging a... <laughs> That's a crown. whole different era. Yeah, yeah it's a whole yeah. different era. Whole different and it's era. Inappropriate yeah. now, yeah. but
0: at the time it was yeah. it was quite well,
1: funny. My old roommate and line mate Tony McLean, who played at UNB, played with the Red yeah. Wings and was a good player and from that crazy oramucto sports uh, you know age group. But he played against the, the powerful Aglows Blue back in the day when yeah. they were dominated. And he said you would stand at center ice and just direct traffic. Yeah, you know, as an yeah. opposition player, that's how fast they were. Yeah. and It was a great program, so it'd be great to. And it also. Uh, there's only two teams in New Brunswick at uh, the AUS men's level, yep. right? So yep. um, it'd be great to see a New Brunswick battling. One in. of
0: the first assignments I had was covering the, uh, the U Sports CIS at the time, or CIU at the time, tournament in Moncton. When 1980? Zegla, yeah, Zegler Blue one on home ice. Jean, Jean Perron was coaching. Uh, Dave King was coaching University of Saskatchewan. Mm-hmm. Dave Adolph was on his defense. And Dave Adolph, of course, took over the Huskies and had a pretty good career of his own. Um, but, yeah, the atmosphere in that rink. was uh, the Moncton Coliseum at the time, and it was just fantastic. You know, Amazing.
1: Yeah. yeah, it'd be good to see. So. I don't remember a score or no, anything no, like no, that, but
0: I no, uh, remember, uh, the, the, remember atmosphere. the atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah. Sure.
2: I just want to say, though that probably the stuffed animal on the stick was inappropriate at the time. No one had just told us it was inappropriate at the time.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a great point, yeah. too. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, hockey is back, uh, and it means something. Uh, they're starting to keep points yeah. uh, this weekend.
0: Yeah. NHL uh, is uh, coming right up. The famous Marysville hockey pool is sometime next week. Okay. I think I'm sitting it out this year. I made my donation last year, and I, I did not look at it. I mean, Andrew Holland kept uh, you know, kept the stats and all that sort of stuff on a, on a website, and I would check it daily. Uh, but after Cole Caulfield went down, I stopped paying attention, and I think yeah. I finished a distant 15th.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I think the, the hockey pool for work... Is supposed to be this week, and I've opted out of that. Uh, I just decided that I don't have enough time to keep up with it, and I think it's one yeah. where you got to set your lineups weekly. And oh, like, no well, yeah, you know, what? I don't I, think I have got time no, yeah, to do no. this. You know, I look at my schedule coming up for the winter, and I think, okay, I could probably do that over Christmas, but yeah, any other yeah. time, no. And I, I just wind just up don't have the donating
0: time. to Bruce Hallahan anyway. Bruce right. wins these things, <laughs> or is in the top three all the time. I figure, Bruce, if you need twenty-five bucks of mine, just ask for it. You know, <laughs> save me a winter of agony. So
1: Well, the reason I'll never win is because I always go off board. I remember one year I took Yarmo and who's yeah. now the GM, the embedded GM of Columbus, because I said he's going to break through for the Bruins. Oh, He'll that's be, it. You're always looking a, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're sure. always
0: looking to look like a genius. Yeah. Eh? Oh, oh, oh. I knew he was going to do that. We well, had great yeah.
1: numbers that year yeah. in Providence.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, the Marysville hockey pool will continue without me this year.
2: Were you in the uh, big baseball pool? I think it's a lot of the same I was people there. Not.
0: I was not. And you know what? Baseball has so many stats that I admit I do not understand anymore. I you
1: mean, you're not There's paying attention to exit heads. velocity. I love be- everybody that knows me knows how much I'm passionate about baseball. Could care less about exit, exit velocity, velocity or spin rate. Yeah. Uh, did he strike him out or did he hit it over the, the fence? Yeah. That's all I care about. Yeah,
0: exactly. Uh, uh, That's the thing. They've taken a simple game and split it into so many stats. But now it's all
1: contractual stuff, though, now. Like when you're going into your contractual you know here's a yeah. spin rate yeah. it's top four top three or whatever it is and I it's all always
0: maintain you can make a stat say anything you want it to say sure. you know you just make up the stat die see i was number one in this oh okay you know but anyway you know what i enjoy the the mechanics of baseball i like the fact i, I i'm not crazy about the clock i understand the uh you know the reasoning behind it and stuff like that and i guess it's achieved it's it's desired result in that it's quickened up the game. But uh, the thing that I always liked about baseball is that it's timeless. No There clock. was no clock.
2: Yeah, that's, that's nice. I do think about some of the nights that we sit in the Royals Field press box and <laughs> it's 10.30 when you're getting home it's from true. a, seven, a 7.30 start and the game just seems to drag on and on and on. Now, this last one, it was a 6.30 start. So I was home, snuggled away by 9 o'clock. It was great. Yeah, like it was a nice, quick playoff, say, playoff game.
0: By the time it was eight nothing in the third inning, you got to be thinking, okay, so this we'll one's yeah. Then a it a then
2: a ended up nine seven. 7. Yeah, it, was a, it got real real interesting at the end, and you could see it coming. Yeah, we said it's not over; it's a long way from over. And what'd you over.
1: call it the other day? A Royals field game. Uh, it was, Royals a, it was a Royals, Royals yeah. field game. Yeah, that's
2: <laughs> it was a Royals field playoff game, and you know there there can be no better place to watch a ball game than sitting in that press box when stuff like that's going on and you see it happening and you know what's going to happen before it happens you you could even predict yeah. that the guy coming up was going to hit a fly ball that was either going to go over the fence or it was going to be caught like you could okay power hitter on deck you got to get this guy out we said we said it they got the guy out and the next guy the last out was wow. warning okay. track fly ball okay like we, uh, li- we literally said that who was keeping your company up in the box uh, that, that, night. that night we had uh, roddy green okay um, homes was entertaining uh, and uh uh, Belier, okay. uh, DJ Mike, Mike yeah. Bellier, DJ, Bellier. Um and uh, the PEI live stream uh, fellow was up there with Be A little as tight well. in those quarters, yeah. yeah? yeah so, so mm-hmm. it was a little, a little, a little tight, but not, not too bad. Well, was-
1: I know you want to talk some basketball, and that's what we'll get to. But the official scoring has become so soft at the next level. I was watching the Tampa Bay game today, and they absolutely de- booted a routine fly ball and gets a double out of it. And I'm just like this, yeah. It's yeah. it's too much. You don't want to
2: offend the guy yeah. well, by exactly. charging him more than air. Yeah. Oh
1: well, no. Yeah. And you got to make sure the hitter gets a hit. Yeah. Anyway, Gibby. Basketball. Yeah, I
2: do. I do want to get into a little basketball. I mean, my my so weekend. I'll do on uh, the weekend. Uh, yeah, my weekend. Uh, I did see a bit. Twelve games in uh, Rossay at Rossay Netherwood uh, at the Milner Invitational. Um, wow, just special special tournament. Um, four different levels of basketball teams there. So uh, R and S, who was a prep school. Uh, two CJEP schools or RSEQ schools out of Quebec, uh, a couple ACA schools uh, in it as well, um, in UNBSJ and STU, uh, and then AUS schools in, in UNB, Acadia, Cape Breton. Uh, so just phenomenal setup for the tournament, uh, two divisions of four teams, so each team got you know got to play three times. And of course, the whole thing, I mean, I shouldn't go any farther talking about the Milner Invitational. I'm going to talk about Andrew Milner, and I'm okay. sure both of you guys know the Andrew Milner uh, story. Just a, a special, special individual, the real catalyst uh, for RNS's program to move from a single A high school team to Triple A, and then ultimately to prep school, where you know they're they're bringing in players, and you know they're they're beating teams that are at the next level yeah. up above them, and and play in that amazing you know uh, prep school league that they play in and travel all over. Um, Andrew Milner out of Nova Scotia, impactful there, you know, won titles, uh, provincially then was away playing, um, I think he was 19 or 20 in the university of Calgary and, and, uh, uh, succumbed after a, uh, um, a boating accident really fell out of yep. canoe is my, my understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, but the stories that come out all weekend about Andrew Milner were absolutely amazing. He was not only a catalyst to that program and the change that, that it made, but to all the individuals that he impacted there and, and uh, you know, Coach Damien Gay of RNS, uh, maybe no more than him, it, it changed his whole philosophy on life and his whole philosophy on coaching. He stopped worrying about wins and started worrying worried about, you know, the players and the people that he was producing. And, uh, you know, just a, an absolute touching story that Damien told at the at the wrap-up banquet, and I'll get into that a little bit. But, I mean, just amazing. Uh, um, Brad, I know you've been on. In, in the Ar- on the s campus at
1: least, mm-hmm. um,
2: just uh, I got there early. I mean, quite a tour. I, it's quite I, a I, I got there early Saturday morning, and I know you're looking at me. And yeah, I was. I had you my nose pressed early. against uh, the glass, uh, waiting for someone uh, to show up to <laughs> unlock the building. That's how early that I usually arrive <laughs> arrive for things. So I went for a little walk first um, to check out the campus and. I just spent the whole time looking around looking for the movie cameras because it's just this idyllic the setting, and everything setting, right? you know, up on the hill. And it's uh, literally, uh, when I arrived there on Thursday middle afternoon, there were a couple of backpacks sitting outside the gym, just, you know, in the entrance that one of the students or children have left there. They were still there, hadn't moved. Hadn't moved, yeah. Uh, when I left Saturday yeah. night at... 9.30 or 10 o'clock or whatever time I pulled out of the banquet, like that yeah. level of trust and security, the people, everyone that I interacted there was just amazing, um, just incredible. And I've got, you know, two or three pages here of just stories from you know, from that, not really. Page, well, page and no, a half. but you know, I, I'm glad you had a great experience. Yeah, I,
1: I think they did film "Children of a Leicester God." There, William Hurt and Marley yeah. Maton back in the day. I'm pretty sure, uh, you know, so a lot of the scenes were because he was a teacher, I believe, and she was a deaf student. So I want to say that I know Spruce Lake was used down there. But yeah. so when you talk about idyllic uh, movie scenes, they like get
2: yeah, it's, it, it like. Yeah. I consider myself somewhat creative and it it was inspiring yeah uh, from a creative perspective and i and i'm sure it came through with some of the creative calls that i had, uh, <laughs> had on the weekend uh you know i was working the sponsors names into some of the some of the calls some you know we had a scotia bank shot uh, every once in a product while a yeah, yeah, uh, bank would be it would be a great sponsor wouldn't it for <laughs> yeah. for a basketball team uh so so that that was you know uh, amazing Um, And, you know, just to be there in the prep school environment after hearing what Tyler Slip said last week here on the podcast and got to see that person and what that looks like compared to what high school basketball looks like, it's a different level.
1: It is. Um, It's coming.
2: And then I got to interview all the players of the game, most of the coaches, uh, but also um, the RNS seniors and a couple of other of their players. I'm interviewing this one kid and I'm, you know, he's you know, it's a five or six question interview, uh, you know, about the tournament, about his experience, about those things. And two or three questions in, I'm thinking, wow, this kid is amazingly articulate and well-spoken. And then the next question I asked him about his experience at RNS. And he says, well, it was a bit hard coming here to, to get started because English isn't my first language. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? Pardon <laughs> me? Funny. Like English isn't your first language? And it was like... Wow, that's like that's just blown away by yeah. it. Would would never know, and and you know, I'm sure the player will, will know who he is as as will Coach Gay if they listen to this. But you know, I I won't call the player player out sure. um, um, on that. that. But you know what? It was, it's so it, it was fun amazing.
0: to bump into kids like that, just completely by yeah, accident. The, the world's just in to good to hands. Just to realize, yeah, mm. just how how bright the future is
2: if kids like that. And no. you also got to see, are,
1: you know, talking about Stu and UNB, you get to see both programs on the men's side.
2: Yeah, I got to see Stu and UNB. Um, you know, Stu, they were in tough. They were in, in with three AUS schools. They come out on, on the losing end of all three. There was a couple of those ball games, or really all three, they were sort of in until a, a certain point. Uh, and that was down two guys who are likely to be starters for Stu, at least sometimes starters for Stu and at, and in my view, and what I'm told, uh, so they showed really well. Uh, UNB ended up two and one uh, in the tournament. Could have been three and 0 oh. Their the first game. To me, they kind of gave away a little bit. And their new big guy, their six foot ten, um, you know, new guy that they brought in, Javordo Mitchell, absolutely one hundred percent worth the price of admission. Um, I think he had. 12 dunks in the three games total, including six in one game um, and probably as many um, theatrical block shots. Like we're talking front row rejections way up there. Also called for goaltending a number of times, pinning the ball against the rim. Might be a little too aggressive on the shot blocking, but I know it's preseason. That, yeah, I know that's what the coach wants. He wants him to be aggressive, wants them to be that. But so he'll put people in the seats at the. Curry uh, if Center, he doesn't right? put people in the seats at the Curry Center, people are missing out. Like uh, I'll say that. Like he's he's one of the few. I think back and i was trying to think of this guy's actual real name back when I was. Just a youngster, like maybe even grade school, but certainly junior high. Remember UPI coming to town with a, a player had the nickname Airwolf, um, and he was a guy out of Toronto, uh, but he was a high flyer and a and a rim rocker. And, and this guy's a very different body type, but wow, like Similar he's that's where where my mind went went okay. back to. Okay. Uh, was that type? And I like of, that nickname, by the way. But yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it was, you know, the the TV show at the time, right. back in the eighties, Airwolf Air Air about right. the police helicopter. Yeah. That's right. where it came from, I, I assume. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that was uh, you know pretty, uh, pretty incredible uh, display that he put on, and and uh, you know certainly the Tommies and, and Harrison Florian the the way and Florian had a great game against him, just went right into his body. So I'm sure there will be. You know some of the bigger players in the AUS will try that approach, and we'll try to get them up in the air in gambling and gambling and all of that. That there'll be adjustments to be made, but one hundred percent, the lob passes that they were thrown to him and and the attacks that that uh, that he was uh, on were just incredible. Uh, UNBSJ a great showing in the tournament. Now they new were, head coach, uh, new head coach, uh, certainly new attitude there uh, around the whole program. They're more athletic too. They were a tough. I mean, they were zero eighteen last year, but. They weren't zero eighteen. They were a tough team to play against all season long. They're not going to be zero eighteen this year. There's there's no way they're going to beat they're going
1: to beat people. They're going to beat good teams. Well, Paul Vaughn will be prepared. There's yeah. no doubt about that.
2: Um, yeah, the yeah, the
1: Vaughn Hickey matchup should be uh, <laughs> should be uh, fun to watch. That's for sure.
2: Yeah, I, I'm not sure I'd want to be an official in, in, in <laughs> or those on ones. The scoring table, yeah, or on the scoring <laughs> table. That that will be yeah. Tyler be accredited by that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he he could be uh, a cor- and of course Acadia. Uh, they went three and zero on the university right. side of things, and people saying maybe Acadia is the surprise team. Yeah, and, and you look in the AUS. True, and
1: a uh, Fredericton product, Malcolm Christie, just lighting it up had forty one yeah. uh, against Windsor, uh, thirty against Indianapolis back yeah. in August, like yeah. during a preseason game, yeah. and then rifles forty one, only had fourteen against York. So he must, you know, well, you might have, uh, you coach you must have must been in foul trouble. Down. That's right. Good I mean, basketball genes. Yeah, absolutely. And years, Malcolm, sure. you know, came through the local system and at FHS and. And uh, Sam Maier Moncton is a starter along with Malcolm. So Dal's all, you know, perennial thread. Um, so it's going to be interesting. I think the AUS is going to be a real good battle on, on you know, men and women this year, as long as ACAA.
2: Yeah, and back to Acadia just to finish that thought for just a second. The there are three wins. It was the same player of the game three times. So I got I got to inter- interview the same guy three times in the weekend. Which how'd that go? He got three I, gym I, bags, three, three water three bottles. bottles wow, he, he, got, he got three t-shirts, so he doesn't have to do laundry for a week. There his, we go. His name was Glenn Cox, and in every interview, he, he no asked him how the game went. And he was cooking, so I, the nickname I gave him was the chef. The, the, chef, was, the chef was cooking <laughs> all week long uh, at, at a, at, from Acadia. Um, huh. So we talked about Givordo. The Oh, the other thing that I haven't mentioned in relation to um, the, uh, the Andrew Milner tournament um, is the coaching clinic uh, that happened there. Uh, so uh, Jim Herrick, who was the... NCAA championship winning coach with UCLA in 95. So that would be the Ed O'Bannon year mm-hmm. at UCLA versus Corliss Williamson, where Arkansas and Corliss Williamson were coming off the win the year before and largely expected to win. Um, was there in attendance, 85 years old. Amazing. Um, he was running a coaching clinic Wow. Um, there. So we had the RNS players out, a number of the coaches from the tournament, a number of the coaches from the area. And I'll tell you, you know, I mean, we all know John Hickey is a is a school teacher. He was a very attentive listener. Uh, I've snapped a couple of photos of that. he He was looking wide eyed at at wow. coach Jim Herrick. um, you know, like he was a cold pine after the game. yeah, that's that's what the what the look on John Hickey's face said. I haven't seen him, you know, look at anything other than that cold point, but with, <laughs> with those big eyes. Uh, but that, that's exactly. So did you sit in on the clinic? I Herrick? sat in on the clinic. I, they, I I sat, you know, on the other side of the gym. Yeah, uh, just where I was, you know, broadcasting from. And listening and how was Eric? Is he is he a charismatic guy? Oh, or? he's an amazing speaker. Like he was, you could tell he'd done that many many times. Yeah. Yeah. Talked he talked about about how right. he ran his practices and what he did and ran the players. You know, through it, but not full, full practice, you know, yeah. said, okay, we do this for four minutes or five minutes and they do it once or twice. And that would be, you know, that would be all, um, to that. But it was, it, it was amazing. Like he was a very, very captivating, uh, speaker in the coaching clinic. And then even more so, uh, in the banquet, cause he was a speaker in the banquet as well. Uh, And thanks to the the world oldest basketball court crew, Tom Liston and uh, Robert Otto, uh, Richard Fulton, uh, they invited me to the banquet to sit at their table. So I'm one of the last ones out of the gym because I'm packing up, you know, the the maritime athletic crew that invited me down. So thanks thanks to that group, they're still there. They're cleaning up, but I pack up my stuff and I walk over to the banquet call. Hall and I get get into our table and I sit down. And I'm talking to Kurt Peacock, who won the nice. won yep. the won the car in the golf tournament, uh, the Sport World Royals tournament in the summer. So this all comes around, right? Uh, I sit there talking to him, and I look over beside me, and who's at our table? It's Jim Herrick. Wow. Like I'm literally oh, right. Yeah. As close so, as I am to you guys. Yeah. You've got a great like,
1: six, six week run. No, yeah. like,
2: like, This <laughs> does not happen to me. I do not run into this many people. Forrest Gump. Uh, it's, Forrest Gibbs. It's literally Forrest Gump. <laughs> and to bring, to bring it all around, the guy who the opened, who opened yeah. the tournament, Maestro Fresh West. Maestro Fresh West. Yeah. So to bring that back around again, yeah. three Maestro Fresh West interactions yeah. over the last, you know, however, not many times since August. I'll like, just call you Forrest Gibb. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. So, <laughs> so just, just yeah. amazing um yeah and uh wow, see just... you know
0: what and that's the neat thing
2: about this business is the people
0: that you get to run into and interact with and just have that kind of experience you'll be telling that story to whoever listened to you for however yeah, long I found, you... and, and well, I, I
1: think just,
2: i'll just direct them this given the record yeah, <laughs> absolutely like
1: as a, as a long time uh I hate the term hockey guy, but that's what I was. And it always felt like everybody's always competing, you know, hold, withholding and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. No way you see my practice plan. Basketball is so much more welcoming. Like, come on out. Let's all share. And, yeah. Uh, and then see yeah. in a game, can can your players, you know, does are my X is better than your O's uh, type thing? But it's it's interesting. And I'm sure other sports are the same way, accommodating. And I think that's fantastic because mm-hmm. the more people that are sharing, uh, the better more the people game are game learning. Gets.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's the bottom line. Yeah, no, no I mean you could tell at the dinner that he was pulling speech number 9 out of his Sure. Of his oh yeah, absolutely. He had it all yeah. memorized and yeah. you know there were some things that you could tell that um you know that he was older school in his in right. his philosophies on on a few things that you know some modern times we might think a little bit different. Not nothing in a bad way, right. just yeah. you know. Yeah, just, just different just, times. Just just a little straighter um, on a on a few things and you know talking about uh um extracurricular activities there when I think of saying a little a little straighter um particularly uh you know particularly outspoken on uh, on cannabis use uh, for right. one which is much more accepted now than mm-hmm. and particularly here in Canada even than it is in the US now outspoken on that so, sort of where I was going which which is good like I'm I'm, I'm I don't mind that stuff I don't partake but I, yeah you know i don't mind that stuff but certainly you know, he was against it there, and, and that was incredible. So thanks to World Oralist Basketball Court, thanks to Maritime Athletic Profiles for the invite, and RNS for the absolute amazing hospitality. And what uh, about you? How many games did you do? Uh, Twelve. Twelve. Twelve, 12 <laughs> do you have over, a sore throat at the end over, of it all? Over or three or days? Do you, well, you look I, after your throat? I I have. Honeybees, the the lozenges. Okay, product and, placement. And I every every <laughs> time I do that, I take a photo You're and tweet shameless, it. Shameless man. I know. Uh, I take a photo that's and awful. tweet it, and I tag them in it, and they often like it. And I keep saying, one there of these days, there's going to be there's going to be a couple packs that show up in my mailbox from Honeybee. Yeah, it hasn't yeah. happened yet, but you know, Honeybee folks, yeah. are, they're only on Prince Edward Island, so oh no, so I maybe. know
0: broadcasters who used to gargle with honey. Glenn mm-hmm. Craig, the former voice okay. of the Frederick Canadians, or was it the it was the Canadians. Yeah, just honey on the throat, and you know, uh, and I mean, it's it's a real strain to your vocal cords. Right, well,
2: it, it, and it's really busy when you're solo for oh well, yeah not yeah, many games like, to like you, you don't Absolutely. have you don't get a break. You're doing the interview, you're doing the you know the intros, uh, you're interviewing the coaches, recording during during warm up. Um, you just you don't really get a break, um, so you try to make them when you can. But you know, i been fine. Uh, voice sort of back to normal. Uh, What I really find is hard is getting the brain to shut off. And Brad, I know you've probably been there too and Bill, you as well. Getting the brain to slow down when you get back home to try to go to sleep because when you're, particularly I find when you're doing play-by-play is you have to be like, you know, razor sharp right? In, in what you're doing and your mind is just so active. That's why you don't yeah. pull
1: into a drive through after you say, I'll, I'll take one of those with you know, <laughs> yeah, you kick one out for you know a soda as a well. it's a
0: skill. I admire you guys who <laughs> can do play-by-play. It's I could not do play-by-play. I used to do some color for when Dave Murrell was broadcasting or whatever. And uh, I used to do some color on the hockey. And I enjoyed that. You watch the game a different way and... And stuff, but I I could not do play by play, so I admire the the skill set. Yeah, you it's,
2: it, it's it's a lot of fun, and and I'd go back to our hey, people involved. Like none of these things that I've been exposed to over the last while, I've been exposed to them if I were sitting home and not being yes. involved, right? Yep. Like that's that's how I'm, you know, I'm I'm getting into some of these things. But you know, sort of to end off there on the Milner. Thanks to everybody for that. But the next day, I'm sitting here Sunday morning at about uh, 9.30 or so. And, you know, my throat's feeling all right. And like, ka- geez, I haven't seen enough basketball this weekend. So off to, <laughs> oh, to Umbi I go UM to, to catch to the Sunday the games of the, of the Helen Campbell tournament. <laughs> yeah, and course. it's the middle of the first quarter when I walk into the first game, um, Laval and Nipissing. So I pick up uh, uh, pick up a roster and go sit down and then, you know, scan the Laval roster and start to scan the, the Nipissing roster. Number four, Sophie, Sophie Milner. Milner. Oh, wow, yep. really? And I was like, no, that can't be. And I think it is from Nova Scotia. Nice player. The only player on uh, Nipissing from Nova Scotia. Everyone else was from Ontario wow. and one other, I think from out West. But so I'm like, no, this kid. So, you know, I messaged Brad and I say, is there a connection here? Like, is this just you know serendipity that this is happening? He says, you no, know, that's, that's, that's a connection. It. That's right. Wow. Yeah. Just like, really? Like, yeah that's and, very cool and i was you know I did was, you make any effort to engage with her or anything i did game? not no. i i thought about it and you know they they weren't having a great game yeah um let, let's say that she was having a really good game yeah. like she yeah. was a, an impactful player for sure and uh i thought about it and then i thought well what am i going to say hey i was just down in, in yeah you I, know, ju- con- I just did a dozen yeah, games at a a your brother's games. tournament yeah
0: you know what i guarantee you she would have been touched by
2: that uh Probably, you know. but you—you you know me. I'd have been touched by yeah, that too. Yeah, and I don't yeah. think we needed that uh, <laughs> on a Sunday morning.
0: There's no crying in basketball.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, uh,
2: the UMB smooth game saw so some of that. UMB short-handed smooth. I'll say handled them, oh, not with ease, but uh, Smoo certainly looked really they sharp. They sat out,
0: though, didn't they? Uh, it would yeah, have been
2: third game in, in three days. They, so they, they sat Jadavina out. Um, Katie Butts had, a, had a big wrap on one leg, and she wasn't moving as well right. as she usually would. So she wasn't at peak form.
1: Uh, and there were one or two other. Well, um, Addie Mom, and, uh a local player, and she yeah. went down to injury and just, uh, you know, my heart sunk when I heard, and, and mm-hmm. yeah. there hasn't been a diagnosis yet. But uh, you know, our thoughts certainly, like ad looking forward to seeing Adam play a suppression. Right. So, I I can't believe even, it's uh, long term. Yeah, her, I, right? and you know, you're always hoping for the best. But yeah. uh, anyway, she's uh, uh, has certainly a strong supporting group there, and just want to see her back up and Adam. Yeah, Lucy Beaumont, I think led Lucy? the Huskies, right? lucina's uh lean mean fighting machine oh, this year. I, and, you know uh,
2: she walked by me as i was sitting in the stands you know not in uniform and i had to do a double take like she is in amazing shape okay like yeah. this will be a just, big year for the, her right? yeah. she looks prime for a breakout year like physically as you said very lean um no not not that she was in bad shape hmm. before but she's what is it, year three, year four? Four, COVID, yeah. right? Right. So, yeah. Yeah, okay. it's, it's
1: hard to keep up with the eligibility these days, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah. Well, you know what? I
0: happen to be talking to Joyce Slip on something else today. And she was saying, Jay Vino, it's year seven for her. <laughs> yeah. You know, lost
1: two years Injuries to COVID. and yeah. COVID and everything else. Yeah. yeah it's, so it's an impact. Yeah.
2: yeah. And Smoo's got a couple other players familiar to Maritime Basketball Association uh, fans and, uh, and Alina McMillan. Um, and Courtney Donaldson, Clara Gascoigne Gascoigne, uh, as well. Um, you know, that's a strong, smooth team. So they're, they're going to be, they're going to be, um, really good. Yeah. And you know what? And Joyce, as I said, I mean, the the situation
0: was she had a copy of a clipping that a couple had requested and she brought it to my door for me to deliver to them. She also brought four muffins, four banana brand muffins. (laughs) Thank you, Joyce. Uh, but anyway, we were just talking at at my door, and she said, "And
2: Scotty Monroe, who's just a great coach." Yeah, and Scotty Monroe as well. Yeah, who's who's just a, a great uh, a great coach. Um, we're approaching the hour, if you can believe wow. that, that gentlemen. So, always goes. Only the thing hope. I've got left is my list of sort of what's coming up. So, do you wanna you wanna uh, turn loose with your segment?
1: Oh yeah, sure. Rapid fire, five rapid fire, and and Bill, you're our well, we have two Bills here, don't we? Yeah. So we're gonna go with Huntsy. Is that okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Hey, please, if I don't please. like it, I'll pass it. Yeah, I talked enough for the last <laughs> little bit. On Get your finger on the buzzer. Uh, best sports movie? Uh, Bull Durham. Bull Durham over yeah. Slap Shot? Yeah. yeah, interesting. Pineapple on pizza?
0: No. Come on. Nope.
1: Uh, are you a fan of Halloween? Uh,
0: not really. No. Ever dress
1: up? Best no. costume you ever no. had?
0: Best no. costume I ever had. I went as a Cookie Monster one year. <laughs>
1: Okay, I need pictures. I need pictures. Ping pong balls for the eyes. Ever use an electric toothbrush? Uh,
0: I don't really need an electric toothbrush. <laughs> okay. I can take them out and set them on the table if you want.
1: There are four. <laughs> that's okay. If you hear a clack clack, that's what it that is. There's four seasons. Which one would you drop?
0: Which one would I drop? Oh, God. Summer, I think. You know, you what? I love the fall. Yeah. Winter hockey takes care of the winter. And spring is all things spring eternal. So, summer... It's too hot for me and my dog. All right.
1: So Well, thanks for playing along. That's fine. We got yeah, some positive it, feedback. It, it on is that. fine. That's yeah, there's a, there's a lot of yeah.
2: people who have liked uh, that, yeah. that segment. I'm glad you had that idea. Same five questions every day? Every? No. no. No? Okay. No. So. You can
0: never have yeah. the same five
1: no. questions. No, that's right. I'm sure. I, could, yeah. I suppose, yeah, your yeah. Listeners would be predictable. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, and also, um, something that we haven't done. So this will. This is Wednesday. Don't ask me the date. October 3rd. Can't remember what my 5 are calendar October 4th. So, the Red Wings are playing home this Saturday. So, I've got, uh, or we've got two tickets to give away. So, we do have an email address. It's late scratches, L A T E, one word, by the way, L A T E S C R A T C H E S at outlook.com. The first one, when Gibby mans the that email, the first name that comes up gets two tickets, and we'll get the name and leave them at the arena for Saturday night's MHL game.
2: Yeah, I was going to say there probably could be one come in here as we're doing this, but could, there, we're there, there not can't live be, and direct because, because we're not live, so <laughs> we have right. to actually put this out exactly there before but, someone could do it. Let me see what was <laughs> yeah,
1: that? So. right. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see at the game, say what? Um,
2: so Brad, anything else before we get into the what's on tap this week? And that's a long list of what's oh, on man. tap this week, I think.
1: think, um, stop being mean on social media <laughs> sounds crazy. Uh, just reading training camp stuff. Fabian Lysel, a twenty-year-old kid from the Bruins, and people calling him a loser and everything because he's sent down to the uh, to the. Listen, now, we got
0: time to talk.
2: Kurt Schilling and oh, that, that I was oh. in Boston when that I knew, all went I, down I, too, I, right? I,
1: yeah. And I mean, you can you don't have to be in Boston. When can all it can
2: I not on. be? Can I? Can I break your rule there for a second about stop being mean on media? <laughs> that <laughs> was I mean. Yeah, I will. That, be mean that? To Kurt that. Yeah, yeah. He's, I, I, he's I mean, a, he's a bozo, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, it, well, absolutely, and, and for anybody that doesn't know, Tim Wakefield passed away and was a very private individual, passed away of cancer, uh, Red, Sox, Red Sox pitcher, and just Kurt uh, Chilling. Beloved guy. Beloved guy, who yeah. pretty much made it known to his close circle and that he didn't want anybody to know. And yeah, Schilling broke it on a podcast that, that he was terminal, and he died three days later, I Yeah, I, think. I was going to say,
0: two days later, yeah. he passed away. Yeah, and, and that's,
1: that's a different... That is, I think, a whole different thing. That's somebody taking somebody's privacy. But just the, and it doesn't have to be at the major league level either. It can just be at the local level. Like just uh, when I see this stuff, and and, because you're former, right? I'm a former, writer. People say, oh, I don't read the papers. Yeah, you do. Yeah, they do, and they hear about it. And it's just, especially with the kids today, the 19, 18, 20 year old kid trying to, you know, trying to get somewhere, and it's just well, you know what?
0: And that's if you're Kurt Schilling. That's not your role. That's not Absolutely, your responsibility. That's not it. And to be chasing clicks or responses right. that way—that lately—you yeah. had a great career as a pitcher. Retire yeah. on that. Live on that. You know, live on the bloody sock. Right. You don't have to be an app.
1: <laughs> Didn't say it. And there's no beat button there. Yeah, but no. I mean, it's uh, yeah. That that was tough. And, and Wakefield, by all accounts, um, just a tremendous. And his wife, and his wife as well. As well. As yeah. as well. Yeah. So, yeah. but yeah. That's, anyway, that's, uh, that's
0: that's my rant on yeah. on shilling.
2: Yeah, I think a lot of people have had that rant on shilling, oh, and, and I know that's something we are trying to be very careful with in terms of of personal information. And I know we heard a bunch of names that we talked earlier on the stew roll, and mm-hmm. we won't yeah, go anywhere no, near them because no, it's, it's not not, it's not, our not, fair. Fair. not if fair, if we were being paid. Yeah.
1: And we're still journalists. Yeah, I'd be all over that trying to find it. Somebody. But you know what?
0: It's not fair if you. Even if you identify the correct candidate, it's not fair to the other four or five
2: or however many yeah, names it's, you're it's, kicking it, around. It's not. It's not at all. So yeah. anyway, I will give a divert. shout out. Sorry, I will <laughs> give a shout out
1: to uh, Emma Dunnett as well. UNB Field Hockey Tender for a shout out of the season. So wow, there you yeah, go. It's always good in the uh, uh, the Atlantic University Field Hockey League Championships uh, later this month in Charlottetown.
2: Okay, that's interesting. So I've got a, I've got a grand grand list of what's on top here. So Saint Thomas. Uh, women's rugby Thursday, October 5th versus UNB. Uh, men's and women's basketball they're in Quebec this weekend for their Quebec Thanksgiving trip. They'll each play three games. And then the Ken Gould, which I'll be at uh, next weekend here uh, at the LB Gym, 13th to 15th. 12 games? How many games? Um, yeah. Four, four, and four. 12. Uh, uh, yeah, another 12. Coat that throat. Um, <laughs> men's and women's honeybee. Come on, send me some over. Holland College <laughs> is coming over. Stop by. Stop by, see John Rowe. Get some honeybees for me from the from the factory. <laughs> PEI, bring them over uh, if you're listening. Uh, women's hockey at UNB uh, Saturday. Stu at UNB. Um,
1: and uh, UPEI is at Stu Women on Friday. Friday night. Right? Yep. yep. Home opener. Uh, I didn't have
2: I Somehow I missed that one in, right. my, in my. We've in got my you covered. List. That's uh so UNB men's volleyball versus Brandon, October fifth and sixth.
1: Coach McLaurin uh, back
2: at it. Yeah. Men's basketball in Montreal for the Concordia tournament. That's be interesting for them. Women's basketball at the Dow Tournament, Carolyn Savoy in tournament.
1: Two weeks, I like think it is. Uh, I, I think
2: say. It, I think it's this weekend. Big be- to verify that this weekend or next weekend, but it's it's
1: six teams, I like it. Uh, right up. it's uh yeah, yeah coming it's, right up
2: it's it's right yeah. up I thought it was this weekend yeah. when I pulled the pulled the stuff off the UMB website but I could be could be wrong. UMB uh, women's hockey at U to M on the sixth and then Verse 2 as we mentioned. Uh men's hockey men's hockey Moncton on the sixth and then at yeah, UPI a conference play opening there. uh and Wedwings the sixth at edmonton home the seventh Versus Campbellton, sounds like you're going to be at at the Grand Harvey a lot this week. Twice, yeah, Friday, Saturday. yeah, Two or three times. Uh, Fredericton Caps, I'm not sure what's going on there. They had
1: games
2: eh? scheduled and then not scheduled in TBA when they were up there. So if you thought there was a Caps game this week, check the schedule because I'm not sure what's happening there. Uh, The big battle of Fredericton in, in high school football is this week. Leo Hayes at FHS at Scotiabank South on Friday night. Uh, Senior baseball playoffs, as we talked about um, tonight in Charlottetown, the Wednesday that we're recording this, Thursday, if you're watching this uh, right away, Thursday the 5th, uh, back here. Uh, and then Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday is the schedule. Although if you check the weather forecast for the weekend, there's probably going to be some shuffling happening there. I think Philippe is rolling uh, around. F- is Philippe is rolling around. Is rolling around. Uh, so check the website there. Uh, and then one other thing that just happened across my Facebook that I want to mention is not till November 4th, but I thought it was interesting enough that I mentioned, I think you guys are going to kick out of this one, something called the Pennyac Power Fest.
1: I saw that. I, uh, yeah, it's Pentiac like Power it is Fest. a country... Uh, you've got to be like a a country individual, like farming and everything. And it's all power lifting, like, I don't know, pulling tractors and, you know, pinch bench pressing telephone bowls or something yeah okay. so it's
2: a strongman fitness competition open to residents of Peniac and mount hope only only I, I think though given the proximity and you know if you know the people on the organizing committee if you're from you though, can slide in you might be able to slide in if you're from <laughs> marysville well, maybe you know i don't know how strict they are going to be yeah. about those rules features as you mentioned the battle of mcsorley versus bino right. which i pulled, up, a pulled off there so that's going to yep. be that's going to be interesting Uh, spectators are welcome they'll have a canteen on site Uh, Pennyac Rec Center coming up uh, early November so you want more information on that Search for Penny Act Power Fest on Facebook. So just one of those. One of I those, gotta like, look that up. Yeah, oh, yeah. one of those is interesting this, events. Is that, that, that lumberjacks? Is that uh, no? It's not. It's no? not
1: like chopping wood or anything. It's just all pure brute strength, Yeah. Right? It's, yeah.
2: It, well, there's a run and there's oh, a there's right. a you know moving things in wheelbarrows. It's yeah. it's uh, it looks like an interesting thing and um it's you know, like throwback stuff. There's right? got to be a column in, in there it. somewhere. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. No, well, there's, there's, that's <laughs> what I mean. That's why I mentioned it. Is it? It's in it. this this you know, Bino McSorley, which I and I think I got the the names right there. I think one's a farmer, one's a wood okay Uh, that type of thing so it's just one of those real neat uh things i don't know who had the idea i'm sure it's a fundraiser for the pentiac uh pentiac rec center and bill if you've not been there um i think it's on the on the uh, harry allen road i think it is on the up there on the mount
1: uh, hope side or uh, on the pentiac side
2: uh on the pentiac side (laughs) okay towards mount hope though. (laughs) sorry um i'm not sure exactly where the pentiac mount hope Folks, draw the line up there. Yeah, I know where I right. draw the line. Exactly.
1: There's going to be a line drawn. There'll be a line drawn right. there for sure. So I thought, yeah, I know be, of,
2: some of our listeners will, ap- will appreciate yeah. that one too.
1: You had mentioned the uh, Montreal tournament that Stu is going to. Um, middle daughter Kenzie played for the Tommies a bunch of years ago, and we are up at that tournament. Great tournament, by the way, because the parents get to go to Montreal. For okay, yeah. Uh, we were evacuated from the gymnasium because a car caught on fire in the parking lot and exploded. And so everything was you know the wow. girls in their uniforms, yeah. the whole thing. So whenever I think of the Montreal tournament, I think of that car on fire in the yeah, parking lot. As you would,
2: yeah. I'm, I'm guessing there was no ballet involved. None, in that. <laughs> none, none.
1: <laughs> All work,
0: man.
2: <laughs> Being a I'll tell you parent. what, guys. This has been fun. Good. Bring me back anytime.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah.
2: yeah, we we yeah. have a lot. We do have a lot of fun here. And yeah. as I say, we're pushing pushing an hour and ten minutes now, so we we Good. probably yeah. should wrap up. Uh, <laughs> You know, Bill, I've been asking this for a couple people. Anything that you wanted to talk about that we didn't get to talk
0: about? No, I think we pretty much covered it. Like I say, I just enjoy sitting around the table here with the mics on and just going with it, you know, going with the flow. So it's been fun. As well, usual,
1: number five, right?
2: We're, we're at number five. Brad, yeah. anything else you want to get in?
1: I had a request uh, that we go live stream it, and I said, no, we all have faces for, <laughs> for mics. Faces built for podcasts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we, <laughs> <that's we> could, <laughs> I think there's
2: potentially provision to do live audio. We'd need to do something here right. with the device that we yeah. haven't figured out yet. Yeah. Uh, you know, Our device is portal. We do record on our memory card yeah. and then upload, so that's how it works. So going live might be a little tough, but. Yeah. Um, but I mean, well, going live nev- sometime. Never.
1: No, and you know what? That could be something we explore because I think a Q&A would be fantastic or somebody just, you know, the yeah. old day of sport radio, right? Yeah. Uh, I think it'd be fantastic and you'd probably get some giggles.
0: Yeah. Oh, you know what? It would be fun if you had the technology and the resources and the wherewithal to take it to, I don't know, a hilltop or a picaroons or something like that. And uh, yeah, just yeah, what, what's yeah, on our for this week? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: that's right, exactly.
0: Yeah, <laughs> no, but a remote would be fun if you had it. Oh, 100%. Yeah, you know. and, and,
1: and I think that is probably the evolution of this. And, yeah, and uh, and it's it's kind of cool. Like, we have had people reach out about advertising because there's not a lot of vehicles, especially if you're a sports aficionado, Absolutely. uh, to have it. So, and that's not what it was about at all. Uh, we have fun. We like, we converse almost daily. Like, okay, what are we doing? What's the next yeah. plan and everything. Yeah. And that, that's fun too. It, it takes me back.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. no, you're filling an itch for yeah. sure. And, and are... we, we would have been on site at least this week had our hockey guests worked out right. as, as we thought, uh, you know, what we were trying for. So absolutely. We're, we're ready. We've, we've even got a power cable now. The Last that's time we had impressive. Mr. Hunt like here, we, we ran cords. out of ba- battery just at the very, very, okay. uh, end of the wrap up. So we're, we're good that way. And good uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get out or, there. And, mystify me yeah if you um. do have any any um you know ideas hit us up on twitter late scratches nb on twitter or x or whatever it is uh late scratches at outlook.com late scratches all one word uh, at outlook.com for the email and if you send us an email you're the first one uh, we'll hmm. let you know two wings uh, tickets on the wings your tickets way. as well if you're you're so be a lot so of goals
1: inclined. probably yeah uh, exactly yeah
2: it could could be a lot of goals and mm-hmm. you know the man himself, Mr. James, will be there in the yeah, booth on for the that call. one. So maybe you Way need an autograph. <laughs> <That's> all right. <laughs> there you go. X. <laughs> all right, folks. Thanks for listening to episode five of Late Scratches. For Bill Hunt and Brad James, I'm Bill Gibson. Uh, come on back whenever we have the next one.
0: Do you have questions about what goes into your blue or gray recycle box? Contact the Capital Region Service Commission's Solid Waste Division Recycle Hotline at 453-9938 or email recycle at capitalrsc.ca. That's recycle
1: at capitalrsc.ca.